0: You're listening to Rocket Night.
1: Hey, oh yeah, Are you ready? It is night. I'm going to take you on a little trip. We're going down south by the might of Mississippi. I'm going to take you to a place where that's never damned. Bring your mother, your brother, and your best friend. I'm going to show you.
0: this is the rocket night podcast and i am tampa earl burton this week we're joined by one of my favorite new bands that has come out right now they're called left of the slash and we're talking with singer steven nemiroff steven how are you doing i'm doing great
2: earl how are you
0: doing bud i i'm doing fantastic i i I know you've got this new album coming out uh but one thing i wanted to talk about is everybody says oh they're an overnight success uh i i I know your background you you have the are the epitome of the 15 year overnight success you've been doing this a while uh
2: yeah we, we we have uh it's You know it's an interesting place to start um you know a a lot of times i I kind of feel that we've had a lot of overnight success but then again it's like was that night like 20 years uh 20 year night exactly a 20 year 20 year bender or or something like that you know like i I don't don't know so um yeah you know we you know i've been writing music since uh for a very long time now um So a lot of the songs that you're hearing right now are uh, ideas and you know melodies and 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 feelings that I had when I was a pretty young age, like you know even like 14 years old. Um, So now you know a lot of that's 20 something years um, that's been in my head for 20 something years, and it's been just been awesome to hear um, what's been in my head on the biggest stage now, you know, being released with Epictronic Records, um, which is a part of the Orchard Sony distribution and Warner Chapel Publishing. So we feel pretty good that um, not only was our our music uh, recorded in in the best possible way, total access recordings here in in L.A., and also at the Lip Studio in downtown um, L.A. Um, You know, we just from... We didn't really spare an expense we didn't really spare um the talent that we had around us and we really feel that we have you know patience is a virtue um you know w- life will go on with patience along i'm, I'm quoting the last song on the track. <laughs> but i have to do the shameless plug while we're talking about this right oh, so yeah um, so yeah no we picked 10 songs that um i just thought were the most ready um and Yeah, we uh, it it came out really the the feedback so far has been it's been really good to hear um, a real rock record. And, you know, we tried to make it as much as a uh, like a real rock and roll record versus, um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of music this, these days, I, I I love it. And I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, my wife has gotten me into a lot of new modern bands. But I really think that what we're trying to do is fill a void in, in rock and roll right now, where stuff um, is more about like a live experience and trying to recreate that on the record. Um, because at the end of the day, like we're, we are live performers and we wanted to kind of capture that energy and Rawness of, uh, you know, an alternative rock kind of grunge, indie, metalish band, um, and you know, just uh, in, in, in trying to do it now in a modern way. So,
0: well, one, th- uh, one thing that I noticed is, uh, especially you know, if you say you wrote these songs 15 20 years ago, says something about the quality of the writing in that they still translate out well today, and you do cover a wide wide variety of sounds, you know, kind of a grungy alternative sound or definitely a, a solid rock base to what you're doing. Uh it really says something about the quality of the material that you've come up with.
2: Thank you. That means a lot, Earl Um yeah, it's uh we, we have a lot of different influences. I mean I've, I've influences, you know, from hip hop, R and B, electronic music. I mean it, it just kind of keeps going. So it's not just rock and roll. Um, so I think, uh, and there's a lot of punk elements in that record, right? Like, you know, so, and, and punk's a big part of us. We actually recently opened for, if you remember the band from, um, the seventies, eighties, the Dickies, they're still playing. And we just recently opened for them and we did three punk covers and it was just fun. It was just like, you know, cause it's punk music is just as much of a you know an influence to us as, as grunge. Right. So, but, um, but yeah, it kind of all kind of when I listen back to it, too, I hear different elements of music, too. And it's it's we're pretty happy how it came out.
0: Well, one of the things that uh, one of the songs that is on the new album, which is called One, W-O-N, uh, they're currently in the stores now as we speak. And you can uh, get over and find it on all those download sites that everyone knows and love. Uh, but uh, the song that I wanted to ask you about is the first song we're going to play here, Two Minds, One Head. How did that tune come about?
2: That song, um, so I, I kind of have two different parts of me. There's the business side and then there's the creative side. Um, and Two Minds, One Head was always about living with the fact that you have two different personalities and they sometimes overlap, but most of the time they don't. And instead of fighting to change, to have not one of them be a part of you, it's about the acceptance that you're going to have to live with both of them together. Um, And at the end of the song, they kind of throw, they both throw up their hands or one person throws up their hands and realize, Hey, this is the way it's going to be. So you are just have to fucking live with it. And uh, instead of trying to change yourself, this is who you are and embrace it, kind of thing. Um, and uh, I don't know, I, you know, the more this song has always brought the most questions because when you like look at the lyrics, it's more about a specific thing versus some of the other songs. Um, they're just not really about a specific thing. They're just more about of, of feelings of the moment of like what I was writing, and I think a lot of the the, the writing is about mood for me versus trying to like write a song about you know uh, you know cowboys in the western or something you know like I, I don't like go into a song and be like i want to write a song about cowboys or something you know what i mean i want to write a song because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this specifically and what does that turn into this song in particular with it when i was writing it, it the theme it just kind of kept going um and then, like the bridge part, it just kind of like a different. It, it, the, sh- the song kind of shifts in that regard, and it's where that's where like the acceptance start uh, of the song is. And honestly, um, you know, we're this song is is going to be the like the main single off the album, um, and and we're really heavily promoting this one, and we think this one will, uh, you know, it is the biggest mass um, audience grabber. Let's just say you yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, there a little bit about uh, playing live with the Dickies. You've got a resume of some really big spots there in L.A., uh, the Whiskey, uh, the Viper Room. I mean, you've played some huge spots. How important is it for artists today to be able to hit the stage like that? Or how do, is it? Is it important for them to be able to do it?
2: Well, I, I, if you're talking about rock artists then yeah I, I would say it's almost a requirement unless you know you you, you just want to be producing songs, but then you know why would you want not want to celebrate those songs live with people that are also celebrating music you love. So i mean i just think i don't know many rock artists that wouldn't want to play live except some of them are just songwriters and they write music and sell it to other people or license it or or whatnot Mm -hmm. but um i mean for me it's it's the best because it's a celebration and and a culmination of all the stuff that you've done to get to that point and it's just a party i mean because the thing about us too you know we had some videos of us online and and, uh the, the the music video that we're coming out with for two minds one head is a is it is a compilation of a lot of the shows we played in la over the last year and um it's it'll it'll give you a good idea of like how what we look like live and how we sound live and uh our vibe and you know that kind of thing but it's uh we just like to throw a, a good party and everyone have fun
0: yeah well, the thing is that I that I noted is uh, and is and, and from talking, you know, reading some stuff about you. You actually started putting one together when the pandemic hit and shut everything down. And and I have to have to I, I'm not an artist myself, but I have to think that it was tough on folks like you to to go from that that creative wellspring. To being, you know, basically shut out of your livelihood and 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 your creative outlet. I, I I I can't imagine how tough that was on on artists like you. Well,
2: there's like there's there's two things there. So um, we started tracking the album like finally after like fifteen years or whatever it was, and I'm like, okay, I finally have the studio. I finally have. You know, we, we, we had amazing bass player and Julia Log play on the album. And Aviv Cohen uh, played on six of the ten songs. And uh, Alex Lugua played the other uh, four um, that we did in the Lip Studio on drums. And I was just so lucky to have such amazing people and and, and at Total Access with Steve Ornest and Wynn Davis and Thomas Cage Lip Studio. Just amazing people around us. Um, so then a week before the pandemic happened, we started tracking the drums and then the pandemic started and everything shut down. And I was pretty fucking depressed for a while because, you know, well, you know, look, at, I, at the end of the day, like there's so much going on in the world and I'm, you know, from, from a political and economic level that was much more important than me making an album, it, you know, so 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 I looked at it and was like, OK, like 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 people were dying, you know, and, like there's a lot going on here. But then it kind of hit me, it was like, okay, well, how long is this going to be going on for? Right. Like June hit and and, and I remember Steve Orness called me of total access and he's like, he's like, you know, we still can record this. We're just gonna have to like be wearing masks in the common areas. One person's allowed in a room at all times, um, in, in, in each room at all times. And I'm like, you know, this is just not how I really imagine doing this after all these years, you know? Um But then I thought about it and I was like, well, what the fuck else am I gonna do? You know, I'm gonna sit around, like watch like concerts of people playing in their pajamas and on my couch. And like, it's not, you know, like, and and no offense to the live streaming people out there and whatnot. I just, it's just hard to replicate going to an actual real show. And they did a great job. um, And I saw some really good ones over here. But but my point is, this is like, there's only so much you could do, right?
0: Mm It really, Uh, it really is there. I remember watching several of those, you know, live streamed events and they were nice, but it's not the same as being in a, in a, in a crowded nightclub or, or in an arena, you know, and feeling that wall of sound just blow you away. Uh, That's, that's something that I I missed a lot during the, the pandemic myself.
2: So I'm wearing this shirt for a reason. I don't know if you remember this band from the 90s. The Toadies. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so them quite just, well. Yeah, so I just recently saw them at um, at the LRA Theater in, in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and they played Rubberneck from start to finish, but <laughs> it was a good example of why you have to go see music live, right? Um, first off, they're so tight as a band still. And just Baden Todd Lewis is is, is or Todd Baden Lewis, sorry, is one of the best singers you'll see live in the world. Maybe ever. You know, he, he's got that such a, such a good voice that I've been waiting for a very long time. And this this show got rescheduled for like 2019, right? Yeah. So it's like and it got rescheduled again or something. I don't know. So anyway, I got really into the Toadies during the pandemic um Because I just started listening to a lot of music, right? But that was a good example. It's like if you played that show for me on, and I'm sitting on the couch versus in the mosh pit there, where, where I where I did go into, which I haven't been to mosh pit in a while. um And you know what? You just can't recreate that any other way. There's just and there's an escape aspect of seeing live music that you can be in like the worst fucking mood ever, right? Definitely. I teacher, one of my guitar teachers when I was like very young taught me this. He's like. You know, he's like, and and I think we were learning like Alice in Chains at the time. He's like, you know, whenever I'm I'm depressed, I just put on Alice in Chains and I'll put on like Dirt or you know, self-titled or whatever it is. And by the end of the album, we're three songs in, you you won't even remember why you were upset or whatnot, and it just has a way of like naturally, you know, clearing your head. And going to a show can even amplifies that even more because then you go in there and you're with like other, you know, like for me, I was you know, I'm, I'm a music nerd. I, I know that, like, so I, I'm, I'm hanging out with other music nerds that are toadies fans. So there's not many like people that really know who toadies are. They know like the possum kingdom and whatnot. But like, you know, when you go there and then you start to like, now you're never meeting other friends and like. Then I'm talking about left of the slash and you know. And the next thing I know, but then it's like then they're interested in what I'm doing and I don't know. There's there's something about the social interaction aspect there too, uh, where it'll never be replaced. And 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 look, it sucks because a lot of people have severe and justified PTSD from the pandemic. And a lot of people still will not go to shows. Like my guitar tech, phenomenal guitarist, he won't even go to a show. And he just, he went to one of my left of the slash shows, but then it's like, you know, it it just, it is what it is, right? Like some people are scared, some people aren't. It always turns in this political debate now. And honestly, I don't talk politics with people because it's just, I just don't. It always creates arguments that I don't want to have. I'd rather argue about like who's, you know, a better band, Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. And you know, <laughs> I would say Pink Floyd, but 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 my point is that it's my it's more interesting. <laughs> um but then the second part of your question, I know this is a long-winded response, but um it but it, but it is the real answer. Uh I actually wrote so many songs in the pandemic, like like, like a ton, like more than I've written in years. Um, probably because I have such bad ADD and ADHD that I need to be grounded. I've, I realized where I never have been grounded in my life because I would I would travel in the summer travel into this that like I I was always on the move. There I was like there's nothing for me to do. So I learned how to cook real well. What I think actually other people are saying it too. But besides that I was like you know what I got riffs in my head. I I have lyrics and this. So I thought it was one of the more creative times because for me, you know, when everything's good in the world, it's hard to write about like, it's just not that interesting, like like writing about joy all the time. And like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Just for me personally, I think trials and tribulations of like a a life or or putting something uh, that's bigger than you out there and bigger feelings, has always like connected with me more. And that's why, you know, I listen to music that I listen to, but I think that it, it it, it humbled a lot of people, myself, definitely included. It, it taught me a lot about discipline and what's really important. And um, I used all that to write a lot of music. And I, I mean, I, I think I, I lost count, but it, at one point it was like 30, 40 songs and I kind of just stopped counting, but, a lot of like riffs, a lot of melodies, a lot of actual lyrics too. And um, yeah. now, I mean, we probably have like close to like a hundred songs in, in, in various stages of development for, for, for just left of the slash besides other stuff I do. But right. um, so, so I, I have a ton of material. We're already sketching out the second album um, and uh, going to be doing it in, in a little different way this time where I, I kind of built myself a home studio here. And um, we got an electronic drum kit. So I can literally just, we could just get MIDI on there. We could just get going and uh, it'll be fun. So I'm looking forward to, you know, releasing this album, making more music, playing more shows, all of it, you know.
0: Definitely sounds like you're going to be busy uh, for the next few months. And especially uh, if if this album here takes off, you're going to be real busy. Uh, it's called One, W-O-N. Uh, the band is named Left of the Slash. Uh, we've been speaking with their singer, Stephen Nemeroff. Stephen, uh, we wish you the best of luck with the album. And uh, we're going to play a couple more tracks here. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, hear more out of you. And when the, the you get the new stuff together in 2023 and beyond, you've always got a home here at Real Rock Radio for your stuff.
2: I appreciate that, Earl. Have a good one, buddy. Listening to rock at night.
0: The introductory song, "Get On Down," is from blues artist Billy Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.